0: everybody Uh, welcome to the Gazette uh, Prep Basketball Podcast I'm Jeff Linder over to my guest is Jeff Johnson uh, from from Cedar Rapids proper and uh, we will uh, talk about the kind of the week that has been and the week that will be and uh, uh, I guess we'll start with uh, what's going on Um, you know there's a little bit of a Well, not a little bit. There's a pretty big controversy surrounding a a boys' game um, uh, between – give us the latest on that.
1: Well, um, I guess if if, uh, folks don't know, City High and Fairfield played a game Monday night down in Fairfield, and uh, it ended with two minutes left ended early after there was, uh, uh, player cl- conflict, I guess you could say, um, uh, city high player. And, uh, Steve appeared to shove a Fairfield player to the floor and then shoved him again when he was on the floor and benches cleared. And, uh, both teams after order was restored, were sent to their locker rooms. And that's when, um, uh, City High decided it did not want to play the final two minutes. Uh, Fairfield was ahead by, like, I think 12 points at the time. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, making sure they got to their bus. Uh, there were police from Fairfield outside. Uh, the gym to make sure they uh, uh, got to their bus safely. This obviously was kind of an uh, emotionally charged crowd and and things a kind of an edgy game and then uh state trooper helped uh escorted their bus out of town to make sure there was nothing that went on there and then uh then come to find out tuesday that uh, iowa city high had sent an email um to its students parents uh teachers uh about that incident but then also claiming that um, during the game, and you know, one of the game officials had said something racially charged. Was the direct uh, wording on um, in this email uh, towards City High coach Brennan Swazer during the game? Swazer was ejected after hearing it uh, in the second half. I think it was in late in the third quarter or early in the fourth. Um, City High is really not saying anything other than that statement. Tried to or talked to John Bacon, the principal, and he said uh, everything has to come through the district. (laughs) The district's just pointing to that statement. Uh, Then the um, Iowa City uh, Officials Association, um, which is the area association for for, uh, uh, officials down there that, that take care of games, they came out. With a statement uh with the uh bat basically backing the officials, saying the officials say there was absolutely nothing uh racially or said racially uh to the city high coach. Uh the Iowa High School Athletic Association obviously is is involved in all of this now, uh trying to find a resolution. It's it's kind of turned into a he said, he said type of a deal. Um uh, then City High came down the next night on Tuesday or that night Tuesday to, to play at Limar without uh coach Swazer who obviously was ejected so he couldn't be there uh and then at the player uh the city High player involved in the shoving incident that ended the game uh he was not there either uh, <clears throat> talked to the assistant coach at City High um Act, now acting head coach and he was very hesitant as you would imagine to talk about anything other than to say it was it was crazy and uh he really didn't you know didn't want to take away from the boys or anything um by saying any, anything and then I asked him if he had heard what was said uh allegedly said to coach Swayzer and he just said uh it was crazy I can't get into specifics but I backed basically i back coach uh so that's where we are <laughs>
0: yeah. like so, i said unfortunate so there, there was no wrongdoing by anybody from fairfield correct it, it's basically between city high and and the officials um in that
1: yeah except for the conflict at the end uh yeah fairfield i don't believe that it has anything to do with with what city high is um uh, charging here, um, and Fairfield st- sent out a couple of statements just saying, you know, kind of explaining what happened at the end of the game and how they were – the the protocols or whatever that were followed to make sure that everybody was safe and okay and there were no other conflicts, uh, and then said that um, they were aware of what uh, – City High was a – uh, the allegations were, and that they would cooperate, um, if they're asked, you know, um, to cooperate, uh, ask questions basically by anybody.
0: So, yeah. so uh yeah, like you said, he said, he said, and it'll be, uh, interesting to find out where the truth really lies or if it's somewhere in between or, or what? Yeah. I mean, I, I
1: can't, obviously I can't, I can't judge. I can't say anything. I wasn't there. Um, I didn't hear it, uh, anything. Uh so yeah, it's not obviously not for me to to judge one bit or, or to you know say publicly what I think or anything like that. It's just something that uh as the association, you know, talking to Chris Coyar yesterday, their the director of communications is just something that we're sorting through and and helping the schools find some sort of resolution and the officials, uh, in this, in this situation. So, uh, and obviously there's no need to put the officials names out there, uh, at this point with nothing proven or or anything like that. Um, so yeah, just unfortunate all the way around. And, uh, you know, you just hope that, Again, you know, like the association said, I mean, it said, find some sort of, of resolution to mm-hmm. to this situation. So, yeah.
0: stay tuned. Yes, so. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, just where were you Tuesday? Me. You, you had, did you have city in Linmar Tuesday then? Uh, yeah, you went? I went out there
1: just to try and um, talk to some people, obviously, and watch a game. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Linmar's playing really well right now. They won. Yeah. Uh, Four or four or five in a row, I believe, and um, got you know their their lead guard Jackson Severson back um, last week. Uh, he he'd been out with a football injury, a broken hand, and he seems to make a big difference. A senior leader type of guy, and you know um, Davis Kern, uh, the the fine sophomore forward, had twenty eight points um you know the other night for linmar and and payson Neeter and another sophomore had 19 and i think had five three-pointers and uh yeah you know linmar is young mm-hmm. uh but and obviously improving is going to be um uh, uh a very tough out i think yeah. you know, what's supposed yeah. to be rough, um,
0: so. yeah i saw them last week i think it was friday against uh against Iowa city West and they came from 14 down in the fourth quarter to win that one. So in overtime. So I, yeah, very, very impressed with the way, with the way the lions played that night. So
1: uh, just another thing on, on city. I mean, they were, they were down by 20 points in the third quarter, (laughs) came back and cut it, cut the, their disadvantage down to as little as seven. So, I mean, that shows you a little something about those boys, you know, coming off the 24 hours that that team Mm -hmm. has had, uh, you know, not to quit in a game that they were way behind in the second half. So uh they have some pieces there too. I really like a kid named Shamar Benton, who's a senior guard that uh, if, he might be six foot. I'm guessing maybe five eleven something, but he can really get to the rim and and then Big Samuel uh M'Gonzo, uh the freshman kid that that uh moved in, um six nine, six ten, has got uh got all the the skills, you know, and, and, and things like that. He's just, he's got to learn the game and, uh, but the athletic ability and, and body are, are big time. So, uh, somebody yeah. to keep an eye on kind of moving forward.
0: Yeah. Well, I had, uh, Tuesday I had Sol and Marion and it was a, a boy girl double hair boys first and which, which was yeah. kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, man, uh, I think more schools should do that, Jeff. I'm, yeah. I, I, you know,
1: because it, it sucks, You know, you, you watch these, uh, the girls games are at six o'clock, which is kind of an unwieldy time. Uh, you know, people just getting off work and having a run to the gym right away. And the students are never there. Uh, you know, certainly until late in the girls game. So, uh, it's nice to
0: flip that around. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And especially when, (laughs) and and it wasn't necessarily the case in this one, but especially when the girls matchups, the better matchup, I, I think, uh, I think that's uh, something we should do sometimes. I know City High and West did that once a few years ago. I think City and, and West girls were ranked 1-2 that year, and they moved the, the girls' game last. So, so anyway, uh, boys' game, um, Marion won that one, I believe, it was 68-58. Uh, uh, Brason Lobby was was great. He didn't take his first shot until the last few seconds of the first quarter. Uh, got a three-point play, End up with twenty six. Uh, I thought the the difference in that game was uh, was Kalen Claypool, uh, 17 points, 15 rebounds, just really kind of a monster on the glass. Uh, has some length, and yeah. uh, uh, you know, solon has got some nice pieces. Um, yeah. uh, they had three guys in double figures. Um, uh, Gary Turner, uh, I, na- I imagine, named after Lou Gary, uh, 16 points for for solon in that game then the, the girls game was pretty interesting. Uh, Solon got up by as many as 12 or 14. Um, Marion came back, took the lead briefly there in the, in the fourth quarter by three points. And then I think it was a 14 2 run by Solon to end it. And they won by nine, I think it was 58, uh, 49 Kelly Levine, the Iowa recruit with 16 points. Anna Quillen came off the bench in that one to um, get 15 points, 14 rebounds for, for the Spartans in that one. So that was uh a heck of an achievement by her. Um, Ella Bach instead for Marion had 15 points in that one, uh, eight rebounds, and that got her over the uh, 500 rebound uh, mark for her career for Marion. Very good. Yeah. Um, that. How,
1: how was the crowd? I mean, were, were the crowd was, was the crowd there for the boys' game? Was it pretty full? Did,
0: did everybody stick around after the boys' no. game? No, um, it, 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 it was bigger for the boys' game. Um, a few people kind of – meandered to use your word meandered off uh <laughs> at some point during the the girls game whether it was you know shortly after tip or at halftime or whatever but uh which is unfortunate but um good crowd good crowd between uh you know two pretty good programs on, on both sides i uh i was out friday night uh at north lynn for
1: pie night and did
0: you I get know. some did you get uh,
1: absolutely? I got a big cookie and uh, a piece of apple pie. I did not spring for the full pies, which were going for you know three, four, five hundred dollars. Oh,
0: how much uh, was a slice of, of pie?
1: Uh, I want to say two and a half.
0: It's not bad.
1: No, absolutely not. And they were great. And all the money raised goes to post prom up there. Okay, and hence the you know, people paying lots of money for it yeah (laughs) uh was able to watch the girls uh yeah what'd you think really good team jeff and Mm -hmm. didn't really um didn't really hit a lot of shots and still won real handily um excuse me excuse me and then uh kcrg 9.2 was there so and it was a pack jam and I ended up sitting up in the corner at the at the table on the one side, you know, but next Col- to columns Link, corner is that what yeah. they call it there? Yep, Lynx cast boys, and uh, then Brian Wheatley, the girls' coach, ended up in uh, his family, literally sitting right next to me. So, mm-hmm. got to talk to him for a little bit, and he, he's happy with where they're at right now. Uh, yeah, obviously, and I I told him uh, that you're putting the heat on him, thinking that they could play with like your new Fondas and. At schools like that, and he says, "Yep, I've heard that." So, yeah. uh, but it's it was neat. It was neat to uh, to talk to him. He's real happy with where they're at, and then and then he gets to stick around and be a dad afterwards and yeah. watch his son Ben play uh, the boys' game. So it's it's great to sit next to a coach who knows what's going on as the game's going on because you just learn. I mean, he knows all the all the plays the boys are going to run when they're called out, and mm-hmm. you know, just acting like a coach. Basically. So Yeah. They they they've still got
0: some really good pieces on their boys' team, don't they?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh real impressive when, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know, why I'm losing my voice, but uh North ranked second in two A and Albert Nett going into that game was ranked number six in two A. They played a two point game at Albernet earlier in the season. And uh, you know, I think it was a second quarter run, thirteen nothing that North went on. And that kind of created a spread and Albert was never able to, to really seriously threaten after that. So impressive win. I mean, they've got, um, you know, Tate Hagenberry as, as everybody has, has probably heard of him. He, he just committed uh, over the weekend to play hoops at, at Kirkwood. So good for mm-hmm. him. It's kind of a deal where, um, you know, he didn't know if he was, if he was going to go to school, um, what he might go to school for. He, he's just a farm kid, nag kid. So that's, gonna be part of his life. And so he never really knew if if uh athletics was you know in the cards because of that. But I think he's he's gonna end up doing uh the best of both worlds here and play hoops at Kirkwood and then and study AG uh if I heard right. So yeah, him and and Wheatley, the experienced guys. Then they got Mason Betchin who's just a sophomore is he's gonna be a great player for him. Uh maybe in the next great Northland player. And uh you know, Ty Flughop There's another kid that, that really can score and shoot it. And uh, Brecken bender or Bettenbender, uh, sorry if I missed your last name, Brecken, but, you know, he's kind of the fifth guy, the glue guy that goes with them. They don't have really have a deep bench, but uh, they're a great team, no doubt. Uh, are they Grandview Christian great? I don't know. The coach was there Friday night scouting from Grandview Christian, so <clears> – <throat> um who knows? It might come down to those two teams again to to play for a state championship, but that's a long, long way off. So yeah,
0: yeah. Um, just kind of some news of the week. Um, got some good games coming up. Girls wise, um, tomorrow night I'll be at uh, I'll be at Tiffin where uh, Clear Creek, Amanda, and Benton Community get together again in a Walmack West showdown. The winner will probably, well, we'll definitely have the inside track to win the Walmack West uh a couple other goodies out there uh Monticello's at uh Cascade Cascade's still undefeated in the River Valley North Monticello's a game back and uh uh, South Iowa Cedar League East Division game um Iowa Valley hosts English Valleys Iowa Valley has a a one game lead in the East over English Valleys and Sigourney so uh that's what's going on tomorrow um on Tuesday, Kalia Sane from Cedar Rapids Kennedy uh went over the hundred went over the thousand point mark for her career. Uh 36 points, eight rebounds, five assists. Uh in uh Kennedy's win over over Western Debut. Not bad. Uh, Bri- yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a night. Uh Briar Dewey from uh, decora became the school's uh, all-time leading scorer in five-player basketball. Uh, she's over 1,300 points. And Cedar Rapids-Washington got its first win of the season, uh, beat the Bukh-Hempstead 64-54. So that's kind of kind of stuff I'm talking about in my notes that uh, are already online and will be in tomorrow's paper. Um, anything out in the area going on with you know, on the boys' side? Uh,
1: We've got uh, – t- well, tomorrow night we've got a bunch of inner city games. And I assume these are all boy-girls, Jeff?
0: probably um, yeah
1: Jefferson Prairie um Kennedy Washington um uh, City High and West play uh not too long after they they just played at the extreme Arena so uh I think we got a lot of boy girl action going on um you know here in, at least in town and and in the NBC tomorrow night so uh you have regional pair when are regional parents coming out on the girl side. Well,
0: I had heard this week and I've also heard next week. So, um, I guess I'm not going to keep hitting the, uh, the refresh button, the F5 <laughs> button, but, uh, uh, sometime soon. And, um, you know, I, it, it'll be after today's rankings for sure. I don't know if we'll get one more rankings in or not.
1: I can't believe it's already time. <laughs> you know? Know? We're almost to February. I know. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, I know you've you've you kind of doped out and scooped uh what you think might happen. So um and how things might get split up. So I'm always yeah. eager to see to see if how how accurate you are because I know it's it it,
0: it probably won't be close.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't <laughs> uh voice Avery- pairings. Yeah, the they come out uh I think it's the first Wednesday in February, so it wouldn't be this coming week. It'd be the week after that. That'd be the small schools, and then uh, the big schools are the week after that. So they're, they're they push it back with these, uh, you know, with these rankings that um, you know the IHSA is putting out each week. So uh, and that was part of the reason for it. Uh, mm-hmm. to... Are they
0: going to have re- uh, sub state finals at any big venues like uh, like the, the uh, powerhouse or? Um... Or, or in Coralville or anything like that. Undetermined right now, from what
1: I understand. Um, I think the association likes like the setup of Extreme Arena. Um, I know there were a couple of members that went and saw that. I think it was triple or triple header on a Tuesday night here a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. just to kind of get a gander at, at how the basketball set up there. So. Mm-hmm um i think they like the facility for sure and it wouldn't surprise me at some point even if it's not this year if uh if they play some games in there um you know maybe it maybe double header heck triple header who knows um how it might work out so mm-hmm. i think they're tra- still trying to come to some sort of you know maybe resolution on that and when and when they want to do it so um yeah, I mean, I I'd, I wish you would have been able to get to see when, and yeah, yeah I'm, well, at some point, uh, get in there and just see what what it's like for a basketball setup. But uh, you know, nice arena. I think it's the right size. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. You know,
1: five thousand, whatever it is, to uh, get kids in there and and things like that. So, um, I wanted to ask you this, uh, Jeff. I was talking to somebody earlier this week, just about actually, it might have even been my wife um, about. Uh, she was watching highlights at, at 10 o'clock news on TV of, of some game and uh, didn't seem to be a whole lot of people in the crowd at whatever game that was. And she says, do people go to games anymore? Mm-hmm. And she goes, I don't see I didn't see any students, you know, especially in the student section. And. Uh, I I she made me sit back and think about it. I I don't think we we get nearly as many people to games anymore and that includes students. How how are games attended compared to to maybe even 10 years ago?
0: Yeah, um it's not great in town. Uh at the bigger schools and when you split sites, you know if Kennedy's playing city high and in, in boys or girls that you know boys at one place girls at the other gym i think most of them kind of gravitate towards the boys game um no uh student sections aren't as big uh they're usually pretty big um out in the rural areas still yeah um but you no know, there's there's other things to do now and i think a lot of it has to do with phones and all that but um you know and yeah, I, I would say student sections are down. Um how you fix it, I don't know. Um, I think once you get back once you get into tournament play and, and big games and stuff like that, they'll they'll start showing up again. But um uh, you know, what what have you seen on the boys' side? Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with that. You know,
1: just uh general crowds, not just student sections. I think that you don't see uh as many people as, as maybe you used to and you know, you mm-hmm. pointed out a lot of the reasons for that. I, To be honest with you, these games are almost all on online now. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to, I think for a lot of these feeds, you don't even have to uh, pay to watch them. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if that has anything to do with, with uh, you know, maybe fewer people going to games or not. But uh, – yeah. I don't. I don't think that that um, that means that there's not as much interest because I I I think there is for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, still interest, just general interest in, in the teams and and the kids and and things like that. So I don't know. It was just something. You know, it's good that my wife makes me think every now and then. Um, yeah. Well, that's the answers. That's, I can That's a good know, thing. But. So. Yeah, cuz she was talking about her school in Colorado. That was she said, that was a bit. That was the big thing, you know. We all went yeah. went to games on Tuesdays and Fridays and yeah. you know, same thing with you, I know you played, but yeah, I mean, that was the thing uh, if you want to call it that. Ah. <laughs> uh, quick shout out to Avery Holtz of Makoka Valley before I forget that. He just picked up his 1000th career point um in their game Tuesday night. Uh they've had a a pretty good season there, about a 500 team, maybe a game over, things like that. Um, who's really hot on the girls' side, Jeff? Uh, long win streak or anything like that? Anybody? Oh, that-
0: well, Northland obviously they're undefeated. Yeah. Elkater Central's kind of been under the radar, but they're undefeated. They're the the only other undefeated team in their area, sixteen and zero, and they're they're going to run away with the the Upper Iowa Conference title, which will be their first in girls basketball since the seventies. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they'll be the first five on five, uh, upper Iowa title. So, um, you know, the, the big wigs in the, in the Womack. um, Clear so, um, Creek's won. I, I don't think they've won. They, I don't think they've lost since, since Christmas. Uh, Bent Community hasn't lost since, uh, I think their first game after Christmas. And they play each other, obviously, on Friday. We talked about that a little bit. Um, the Cascades only got one loss uh they lost to Decora early uh January and they still just got the one they had a a nice win over Regina the other night at the um at uh, Cornell um Decora I mean uh talk about them a little bit uh they've got two losses one of them's to an out-of-state team and one of them's to Dyke New Hartford which is you know, close to a lock to win the two A title. Uh, Decor is having a really, really nice year. So those are, are, you know, kind of the the big movers and shakers right now in the area. I wanted to give a shout out to uh,
1: to your wife's uh, alma mater. Now is she a Gladbrook girl? Or she Clyde was Bethel the girl? last
0: class of Gladbrook. Gladbrook, nineteen eighty eight. Nineteen eighty eight. All right. Yep, and uh, may may there. May their school rest in peace. It, it uh the wrecking ball took care of that this summer. So they did. Oh, that's man. uh that's another yeah. thing we have in common. Our school both of our schools are now obsolete. Man, that's tough. That's yeah. Tough. So so what did Gladbrook Rhinebeck do? Uh
1: Glanbrook knocked off uh two A number two athletes in Parkersburg um Tuesday night, eighty three to eighty in what must have been a heck of a basketball game. Uh, yeah. that was, that's an upset. Cause I didn't, I didn't see AP losing really at all. Uh, you know, heading to the, heading to the tournament, but you know, mm-hmm. glad, glad Brooks got a great program, uh, 14 yeah. and one now, I think. So, uh, another threat there in, in 1A and, Mount Vernon knocked off uh, Xavier the other night. Yeah. at Xavier on a last second shot and he was 66. Yeah. Now did they did they come from
0: way back to win that or no,
1: did uh, they... Xavier was was well ahead in that game and and uh you know the Mustangs came back and uh I think it was uh Kuchar, I think that that ended think up getting so. the 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 game winning shot um for Mount Vernon. Yes, another Kucher. <laughs> Uh, Keaton Kucher, uh, of course, was a great player at Mount Vernon. And um yes, they are uh, <laughs> related to to Ashton, if you uh if you wondered. David Kucher, the father, uh was a was a great player at, at Clear Creek Mana back when when uh, they were at the state tournament in the eighties. Um so the Kucher name lives uh, <laughs> or continues on, I guess. This is Jackson Kucher, by the way, uh who's a sophomore or a junior, I think. Uh another fine player. So Mobern has got a nice club. Yeah. Obviously. And that's and that's a huge win uh over Xavier. And I gotta I gotta tell you, Jeff, I, I feel sorry for, for our friend Scott Eunice because he's on that three A committee ranking. And uh I think that's the toughest class, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least it has been. Uh Bonduran is the only undefeated team. You got teams that play down or conferences with a lot of 2A teams you got obviously teams like Xavier that play uh in leagues against teams with in 4A so I don't you know how do you sort all that out
0: yeah but, is Waller pretty good this year
1: Waller's it's about 500 maybe a little under um okay. started off, well they've been kind of up and down okay. quite, um you don't
0: know, played well We're probably not too many years away from Waller being 2A are we
1: yeah, yeah, that that's a good thought. I mean, we'll have to we'll have to see how the honestly. Uh, I'm not talking politics, but uh, the whole voucher thing—if that ends mm-hmm. up bumping up enrollments of of some of these public schools or not, so
0: yeah,
1: uh, and that'll you know that could move schools up, <laughs> you know, not yeah. necessarily down. So uh, Cedar Rapids, Washington's on a nice little streak here. I think they've won four or five in a row as well, going into their big game against Kennedy. So. Uh, Friday night, so we'll we'll see if the Warriors can hang with uh, with what is undoubtedly the best uh, basketball team in Eastern Iowa and in Kennedy. So, where
0: mm-hmm. are you going to be tomorrow night? I'll be at Tiffin, uh, Benton, community right. Tiffin or uh, Clear Creek Amana, and uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, two of the best players in the area in uh, in Jenna Tweed and Ava Locklear, so they'll be going head to head, and um, you know it's. It's kind of Benton Community's bombers from outside and uh Clear Creek's length inside. They got some some really good size. So uh that's where I'll be. How about yourself? Yeah, <laughs> to be determined.
1: <laughs> I might I might go to Kennedy for the Kennedy Wash thing. It's uh there was thought of maybe Waterloo West Linmar because Waterloo West is Borderline top 10 team, and I just saw Linmar the other night uh prairie jeff will be competitive uh so to be determined
0: okay
1: yeah i'll I'll flip a three-headed coin or something like that nobody's having pie night though uh no but if you are oh there is free popcorn at the jeff prairie game and that may that might swing you there that might swing me there uh you know just saying so (laughs) um then next week i mean if you have you been able to look at i gotta admit i have not jeff to see what uh,
0: i've not either um okay. no Um uh,
1: not gonna make any promises <laughs> <laughs> humongous win for the iowa women's basketball team oh yeah. my
0: they played w- really well on monday and uh you know that probably makes them a solid two seed for the uh for the ncaa as of now uh things can change one way or the other and, and people are starting to think oh are they are they in line for a one seed and and the answer to that is no not yet uh you know they'd be they'd be a low two right now and uh to get to a one you you know you're going to need help you're going to need some teams above you to get beat um you know to to be one of those four teams so um they're playing very very well right now they got nebraska at home expecting a humongous crowd on saturday if the weather holds off and that sounds like that might be a pretty big if How's Nebraska? solid team? Up and down uh, which you know average uh, when they're shooting their threes, they're really good when they're not um, they' they're they're pretty average. so uh there's thirty two they're shooting thirty two percent from three point right now and if uh, if they get a hot streak against Iowa, then uh, there'll be a handful. Lisa Bluter,
1: obviously she got a great recruit in Caitlin Clark, but she's not the only one. Do you you feel like her recruiting has picked up Uh, or their recruiting? It's not just her, obviously. Mm -hmm. It's Jan Jensen. It's the other coaches that help recruit. Has Iowa in general been able to recruit better, say, over the last five, six, seven years, whatever, than – Yeah, and
0: I think think it kind of started with Megan Gustafson. She ended up being a a star and – you know, some other kids started following with that, you know, the, the Kathleen Doyles and, and those kids. And, you know, now they've got Caitlin Clark, obviously. And uh, Hannah Stolke, he's proving to be a, a really good, uh, really good player. And I think she's, she's going to have a heck of a career at Iowa before yeah. she's all said and done. Um, I think their junior class is, is solid. Uh, the girl that they've Ava Hyden from, uh, from Oregon is, uh i've heard she's a really good post player uh she's still a couple years away um don't know about the recruits for next year obviously ava jones isn't going to play uh next year uh Kanish johnson at the end um i don't know uh, another guard but uh we'll see well the presence of caitlin clark could that help with recruiting moving forward boy it can't hurt um right. you know uh, kids that want to play with her uh, on the other hand she's not going to be there forever she's only going to be there one more year maybe two i would think one but um uh, yeah it, it can't hurt
1: so she will i mean i i'm sorry for my naivete here but theoretically she could try and or she, she could go play pro.
0: five yeah, yeah. Uh, well yeah she could go pro after this year i i Quite frankly, I think the the NIL money she makes is probably more than uh, WNBA annual salary would be. Okay. So I I think she'll definitely stay for four. If she stay for five, she, she's that first class that, uh, or I guess she's yeah. the last class that could that could be a, a five year player. If she does play, I mean, she's going to set some records that are never ever ever going to be touched. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's her choice. I mean, if she loves the college
1: experience, loves loves uh playing college basketball yeah. and you're making whatever she's making in NIL, yeah. Uh, yeah, why the heck move on and be an adult, so to speak. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So
1: uh, we'll see. Anything else you want to touch on before we sign off? I think
0: I'm I'm pretty much all talked out. Uh anything else on the boys side or or anything like that? Um sure can't think of anything. All right.
1: Well we we both talked ourselves out, so
0: yeah. So well we'll wrap it up for today. Uh we'll be back next week. Uh next week we'll we'll be talking February basketball. So <laughs> that's that's when it gets really fun. Um, thanks for joining, thanks for listening in. Uh, sorry that you had to look at our mugs, but uh, thanks a lot and thanks for supporting us and um, we'll see you next week.
1: Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast.